by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 8 The Scales Are Calling The manor was dark as the night continued on towards morning. I had to have all four of my brothers killed before the servants arrived, else my plan would be ruined. I had to move quickly, and as such, I made it through the manor and out into the courtyard without wasting any time. Tigras had a shrine at the backside of the courtyard where he could worship Xylene freely. Mother had it constructed for him against father's wishes. She was trying to keep Tigras happy. My father, though, in an act of spite, but also as a way to keep Adject in line, had his forge built on the other side of the courtyard. I knew once I was finished with Adject, Tigras would be close by. I wouldn't have to go far to kill both of my brothers. The chill of the night air made me shiver, but my determination gave me warmth. I took my first step on the cobblestone path toward the rugged, stone structure at the edge of the courtyard. Construction of rough, dark onyx that my father had brought in from Perost, Adject's forge was quite well built and rivaled some of the blacksmiths throughout Dunai. Balkus himself would have been envious at the craftsmanship of the forge. I approached the door to Adject's forge and knocked on the door, hoping I wouldn't have to barge in on him. I wanted to appear cordial and polite. I didn't want to have to break in. The door pulled open and my brother, wearing large goggles and an apron, appeared. He was disgruntled to see me standing there, but I smiled and nodded my head. Brother, do you have a moment? I asked cordially. Adject sighed loudly. For you, no, I do not, he retorted rudely before trying to close the door in my face. Please, this will be the last time you ever see me, and I feel we should at least clear the air, I interjected before he could slam the door. He paused for a moment before opening it back up and motioning for me to enter. I had never been inside before, but it was just as immaculate on the inside as it was on the outside. Tools lined the walls with tables placed in the center of the room. The forge burned brilliantly with piles of coal, coke, wood, and other things beside it. Oh wow, this is quite brilliant, I announced. Adject nodded. It is. This is my sanctuary. This is my home. I understand why. This place is incredible, I continued. I chose a path and father was gracious enough to assist me. If only you would have done the same, Nathair, quipped Adject harshly. Father saw you as useless and a stain on our family. I don't suppose I can look at you any different. Oh, you really should give me a chance, Adject. I'm not as bad as you or father make it out to be. Uncle Demerix loved me and left me his estate, only for father to try and steal it from me, I announced softly, revealing my disdain for my father. I knew Adjek didn't care about that, nor would he believe me. Adjek rolled his eyes and walked over to one of the tables to grab a few tools. I looked on as he used a pair of iron tongs to place a metal bowl into the furnace. I knew he didn't want to talk to me, but I had to find an opportunity to make my move. I had to wait for the right moment to strike, because of how much more physically imposing Adjek was. If I were to rush him, he would simply overpower me. I had to be subtle and stealth in order to strike him down, but I also had to get him to lower his guard. Adject, I've always wondered something about you, I said as I tried to make small talk. For someone who is as gifted of a crafter as you are, why did you not follow in the path of our brothers and become a disciple of Valkus? My younger brother chuckled while continuing to work around me. I don't have the conviction that Tigras or Zalorn have, he answered quietly. Would you say it's conviction or devotion to something larger than you are? I continued. Adject huffed and looked up at me. It doesn't matter what it is, Nathair. I do not choose to serve Valkus just like you don't choose to serve. I don't know what gifts you have that would lend themselves to a god, he stated harshly. He banged his hand against the table and glared at me with rage building in his eyes. I don't know why you're here, Nathair. 
I'm trying to make amends with you, adject. I apologize if it's not to your satisfaction, I retorted. The meeting was not going well and it was soon to take a turn toward violence. I had to be patient and wait for my opportunity to strike, though I was worried that adject was soon to strike me instead. I don't know what you were thinking coming here to see me, Nathair. I don't know what game you were trying to play, nor what your intentions were, but spare me the rest of my night, stated adject harshly. I've got too many irons in the fire to deal with your ilk. Now, if you don't mind, you may see yourself out, and I hope to never lay my eyes on you again. He turned his back away from me and headed over to the forge. The metal gate was open and the embers were burning brilliantly on the inside of the onyx forge. I moved toward the door of the workshop as I watched Adject approach the forge's opening. He reached for a pair of metal tongs that were resting beside it. With them in both hands, he leaned into the forge to grab a metal bowl that was sitting on the inside. At that moment, I saw my opportunity to strike. I ran forward and picked up his legs. With his torso already slightly in the forge, I lifted his legs up into the air and pushed him into the blazing furnace. What are you doing? He screamed as his body quickly descended into the immense heat. Once his torso was fully inside, I rammed his legs into the forge and closed the metal gate. The embers ignited and the flames surrounded my brother's body. He screamed in agony as the fires inside the forge surrounded his body converting his flesh and bones into ash. I watched through the slats in the grate as his body was engulfed in flames. I smiled menacingly as each second trickled on, knowing that his agony was leading to an encounter with Vesia. I do hope you get to see Valkus before your essence is consumed, brother, I shouted through the grate. Within seconds, the fire inside the forge consumed Adject and his essence was sent to the halls of Vesia. I hoped that when he arrived, he was still charred. He deserved that for how he treated me during his time on Denai. With Adject now awaiting the judgment of Vesia, I was free to move on to Tigras. I stepped outside Adject's forge and into the cool night air. Across the courtyard was a small pool of water that my mother had constructed for Tigras to worship Xylene when he was home. The wind was howling lightly overhead as I walked across the stone path, but within a short span of time, I could see Tigras on his knees in the center of the pool with water surrounding him on all sides. I thought long and hard about how I was going to approach him and what I was going to say to him. I dreamt of what I would tell him before driving my dagger into his heart, but the more I thought about it, the more I knew it was a bad idea. I had to ambush Tigras before he could conjure up whatever power had been vested to him by Xylene. I moved slowly along the stone path, picking my feet up subtly as I made my way into the pool. Without creating any ripples along the water, I approached my brother from behind. His eyes were closed and he was deep in meditation, which worked to my advantage. Once I was close enough, I dove forward and placed my hands on his head. I drove his skull into the pool and slammed it against the stone floor. Hello, brother, I announced. His body flailed as I held his head underwater. It's only fitting that you meet your end surrounded by what you've chosen to worship. I stated menacingly while keeping Tigras's head submerged. Jets of water emerged from the pool, splashing me in the face, but without enough force to cause me any harm. I was becoming wet from my scalp to my toes, but I could dry off after Tigras was standing beside Adject in the halls of Vesia. After three minutes, Tigras's body went limp. His essence had left his body and he was now gone. I was soaking wet, but remarkably satisfied. Two of my brothers were killed in short order and both died doing what they chose to do in life. I thought it was poetic to kill them that way. While I had envisioned driving my blade through their flesh, I found it fitting that I killed them in a more personal way. I watched their souls leave their bodies and now, with Adject's body still smoldering in his forge and Tigras's body floating in the pool, I was left to head back into the manor where I would go after my next victim, my youngest brother, Zalorn. 
This was the murder that I was dreading, because I didn't hate Zalorn and he didn't hate me. We both loved our mother and our uncle. The only difference between us is that he chose to follow Darilius, the god of intellect, while I chose to not worship anyone. Our paths were different, but that didn't mean we had a hatred for one another. Killing Zalorn would be difficult, but I knew it had to be done. I entered the manor and turned down a hallway, stopping by my old room to find some clothes to change into. Fortunately, the servants never got rid of a few of my belongings, so I was able to change to some clean and dry clothes. Once in a new set of clothes, I made my way through the manor, eventually making my way to the family library. Once inside, I saw Zalorn doing one of the more peculiar things I had ever seen him do. He was standing in front of a large basin of water, staring into it as if he were watching something. So I take it I'm next, and not Philaus? He asked without looking up from the basin. Excuse me? I asked coyly. I... Zalorn glanced up and smiled before shaking his head. This is, well, this is something Dorelius personally taught me. It's called a viewing spring, and if I knew the essence of someone or something personally, I can watch their actions as they unfold. Oh, I stammered with Zalorn nodding at me, affirming that he knew I had murdered Tigras and Adject a few minutes earlier. So then, what all do you know? Zalorn stepped away from the basin and approached me with a smile on his face. He held his palms open as he came near me, showing that he was not carrying a weapon. I know that Father tried to have you executed earlier and that, with the assistance of Latros, you were able to free yourself from the cage. He took in a deep breath of the cool air inside. I also know that you killed Father with your bare hands before tossing Adject into his forge and drowning Tigras in his shrine. I smiled while trying my best to suppress a laugh. I suppose that is what happened, I retorted playfully. Delorn walked over to a small table and poured himself a drink from one of Father's carafes while I stood in the doorway. Nefer, I understand why you are doing this. You have to kill every heir Father had so that you can reclaim your inheritance from Demerics. I don't fault you for that, stated Zalorn as he took a sip from the amber liquid. But what I struggle to understand is, where does Latros come in? What could the son of Malarus possibly want with you? He said he wanted an assassin, I answered. He could hire one from the consortium in Merdul. What makes you so special? Inquired Zalorn as he took another sip of the liquid. He placed the glass down on the table and looked at me again. When I pass on, which I expect to be quite soon, I will be reborn as an archivist for Dorilius, he continued with a smirk on his face. I will bypass the scales and I will head straight to Varelsk, where I will begin serving him for the rest of eternity. I chuckled openly. Is that what fate was waiting to grass? I asked coyly. Zalorn shook his head emphatically. Oh no, he was barely a useful priest. Xylene wouldn't have any use for him in Irstisk. Tigras will be consumed by Xylene. At least that's what I suppose will happen. He won't serve him in death as I will serve Dorilius. I stepped further into the room as I watched Zalorn take another sip from the glass. I hate to do this, I said reluctantly, yet truthfully. I hated that I had to kill Zalorn, and I equally hated he was going to see it coming. You were always my favorite. And you were mine, but I understand, replied Zalorn with a smile. However, may I offer you some advice before you send me away? He asked rhetorically knowing that I would give him a moment to speak his mind. He deserved that. I've watched Latros for the past few years. I've seen what he is capable of, and I think he's going to try and usurp Malaris as the god of chaos. Nathair, if you cast your lot with him, be careful. While the goddess of law tends to stay out of the affairs of Dunai, she may step in if it's to preserve the balance. I understand, I replied. I didn't care much for his words at the time, but I made sure to take heed and listen. Zalorn was always wiser than the rest of my brothers, even at his younger age. Finally, with the glass in his hand, I knew it was time. 
I reached to my left and grabbed the bookcase. My brother refused to move, instead standing there underneath it as it came toppling down on him. The weight of the shelf landed on him squarely. Within a few seconds, Salorn's blood emerged from underneath the shelf, pooling around it. Salorn was dead instantly. I was sad to see him die before my eyes, but my mission was almost complete. Only Falaus stood between me and what was meant to be mine, and I knew where to find him. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.